Hey there, and welcome to High Vibe In It. I'm Lindsay Robinson, hypnotherapist and success mindset expert. And I'm Kelsey Aida, inspirational author and blogger slash manifesting expert. And we're best friends who are inspired to create a self-development podcast with a spiritual twist. To us, living a high vibe life is all about creating with intention, prioritizing how you feel, and making empowered choices that support your highest potential. Every week, we're here to help you learn how to live a more aligned, inspired life, start owning your power, and manifest the life of your dreams. Visit highvibeinit.com to connect with us on social media and learn about more ways we can help. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Now, we have a ton of value to offer you today, so let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of High Vibe It. You are here with your girls, Lindsay Robinson, my friend and certified hypnotherapist, and now you are trained in EFT. Woo! Just, just recently added that, so I'm super excited. Awesome. Emotional freedom technique, you should look it up and start implementing it because it's bomb. And we've done episodes on this. We did one with Brad yeah. Yates. So mm-hmm. go back in the archives if you're like, what is this I want to learn? That's a great place to start. Um, and I am Kelsey Aida, your inspirational blogger, author, life coach, you name it, I help you. So Jacqueline of all trades. <laughs> yes, that manifesting generator having your hands in many cups or however they say, you know, whatever they say, (laughs) whatever that thing, whatever that saying is. So today it's just me and Linz, no guests. We wanted to come back to the basics and just have a really awesome conversation for you guys. I was going to say with you, but obviously you're not talking to us in this moment. Um, But a conversation. I don't know that Kels, maybe they are. Energetically. Yes, I agree. Whoever just said that. See, now I'm talking back to them. Because today's episode, we are answering your deepest burning questions that you guys asked me on Instagram a few days or weeks ago. I'm getting the time all slurred together because I just moved to a new state. But um, (laughs) yeah, so today we're going to do Q&A and just answer your guys' questions about manifesting, living your best life, whatever questions come up here. I did answer them slightly in my Instagram story, but I wanted to go into more depth and get Lindsay's perspective too, so that we could have a really great episode for you because chances are if one person has the question, a lot of people have the question. And luckily we have access to a lot of fucking answers. So we are here to give them to you and channel them for you. Yay. Yay. So let's get started. Just dive in, right? Yeah, what's the, uh, what's the first question that pops out to you? So the first question that we have here, basically what I said is ask me anything about manifesting, self-love, happiness, etc. And somebody asked, what is the science behind the law of attraction? And they put the law of attraction in quotation. So I'm not really sure if this was like a hater just being like, well, what's the science behind the law of attraction? Or if this was actually like a genuine question. Like like, if they were trying to be respectful and put it in quotes, like. Right. So I don't really know, but also I don't care because I'm still going to give the answer. So Linz, I'm curious to see how you would explain this. Do I look like a scientist? (laughs) Like, do I look like a quantum physicist lady? So, okay. Well, I mean, I can see, I honestly, why are you asking me for? So, okay, here we go. I'm going to do my best here. Um, the science behind law of attraction. Well, it's 
it's all metaphysical, isn't it? So you, there's no, you can't really like, there's no material, tangible 3D evidence. It's all experiential. And I have so much experience under my belt with this. And everybody does. Like, that's the thing. The person that wrote that question has seen moments in their life where they're like, whether or not they say like, did I manifest this? Or, uh, oh, that's a coincidence. <laughs> you know, like, that's weird timing kind of thing. We're always attracting, like attracts like energy. It's just, um, I don't want to say basic physics because I don't know basic physics, but I do know that energy, like energy attracts like energy. And so what you're putting out there, everything's energy. That is also science. That's science. Ask Bill Nye. Everything is energy. <laughs> everything's vibrating on a microscopic uh, a- atomic level, atom level. Everything's vibrating with energy. So your thoughts are no different. You're putting thoughts energy feelings out there you're going to attract what you're putting out it's just the way it is um and it's called the law just like the law of gravity it's the law even though it's not like a written in stone law it's something that everybody observed like oh gravity is happening all the time for everybody so we're gonna call it a law because you know what's crazy though pattern that it is always happening for us i was watching this documentary on like the laws of I don't know, I think it's the laws of physics or something, or the, the different characteristics of physics where it's like uh, momentum or, or centrifugal force and gravity was one of them. They don't really have a lot of science to support gravity. No one can figure out what it is or how it happens, and but it's still it's a thing. It's still happening all yeah. the time. <laughs> gravity is like, you ask my husband about gravity, he's like, okay, don't even get me started on gravity. <laughs> so here's the thing about the law of attraction, you guys. The law of attraction can all be explained by quantum physics, which is kind of also hilarious because even quantum physicists can't really figure out right. quantum physics. It's really just this giant field of study where they realize one thing, but then they realize, oh, that's true, but also this is true, and then also mm-hmm. this is true, and then that thing that we thought was true, it's actually more than that, and it's like an ever-unfolding study. So it's funny because the way that I look at science is, Science is like a way for people to try and make sense of like spiritual stuff. So it's like the way that humans try and wrap their brain around the unwrappable, (laughs) the things that you just can't understand or fathom or the mystical or the way that the world works or even mathematics, like it can all be tied to spirituality and science is just another lens where you're trying to find patterns and rules and uh, reasoning and logic behind the mystery of life in the world and the universe. Um, so to answer the question, the law of a science, the law of a science, the law of attraction can be explained by quantum physics. Basically, your mind, your thoughts are energy, right? And everything is created from the quantum field, which is like the universal field of consciousness. And matter is actually like when you break it down, it just breaks down into energy. So your thoughts can create things because your thoughts are energy and things are energy. That's like the most basic way I can tie the two together. Mm. Um, But I have a lot of good book resources. Oh my God, I was just going to say a book. (laughs) Okay, you share yours and then I'll share mine. It might be one that you're actually going to recommend, but there's a book that one of my clients was reading uh, during our sessions called E Squared. Yeah, is that, I was going to Is that one of them? Yeah, by because- Grout, And it's like nine do-it-yourself energy experiments. So wh- the next thing I would say is try it. 
try it yourself. If you want to know the science behind it, there's no, there's no bigger confirmation to me than experience. So right. I would say put these tests to the test and see how it goes for you. But that's a really great way, uh, place to start. Yeah, E Squared by Pam Grout. We'll link to all these books in the show description, but she does a really great job of putting quantum physics into layman's terms. And then she gives you all these really cool exercises to try so you can prove to yourself that it works. So that's a really yeah. good book. Also, Joe Dispenza is one of my favorite spiritual teachers who um, approaches it from a lot from the scientific and research perspective. And he's always hooking people's brains up to fancy machines while they're meditating and doing all these studies and um, research to explain like the phenomenons that are miracles and manifesting and changing states of consciousness. And he has a bunch of good books. So pretty much anything from Dr. Joe Dispenza is great. Um, also Deepak Chopra explains a lot of science in his books about manifesting. Um, the newest book that I think we recommended on, on the show. Yeah, we before, both have it. Metahuman. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. It goes into some of the science. Um, Dr. Joe Vitale is another awesome author who we had on the show. So yeah, we did go back and listen to that episode. He's so awesome. And a lot of his books go into some of the science too. So a lot of these male authors, they like to go into the science. I'm guessing it was a dude who asked this question um, because I feel like, I don't know, something about the male brain. They just love logic and reasoning yeah. and rationale, which I think is great. Me too. So, yeah. I love logic, which is why <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I, if, if I can explain it to someone else, then I'll truly believe it. And as far as like the manifesting thing goes, it's just it's so simple to me because I've seen it so many times. I'm just like, you just, you know, you think a thought and that person calls you. That's not a coincidence. You know, that's all, it's all an energy transfer. So, or like I was talking about this with my boyfriend the other day, like, he's like, how come when you look at like a homeless person, they know, and then they look at you. Like if you're driving by or something, they're asking Ooh, for money. Or if you're driving and someone in the car next to you, you're like watching them pick their nose. And that's then a good a test. They, like, look at you. Like it's because we're all connected. You yeah. Guys. That's a thing where like attack when you're looking at someone. Like you've all had that feeling, I'm sure, where you've either been on the receiving end or you did it, where somebody's sleeping and you're staring at the person or being looked at while your eyes are closed and you're like, someone's looking at me and you open your eyes and they're looking at you. Like that is such a good example of the intangible like connection that we all have. And it's the same way with the universe. And the thing with the universe is it has the power to bring you anything and everything that you want as long as you're a match. So part of the um, objective of this show. The main one is how do we match? How do we get ourselves to match with what we want? And what are the ways to do that? Well, and then the other science behind it too is psychology, because it's like when you give your mind a goal, it's going to achieve that goal given the circumstances that there's not (laughs) other things in your mind sabotaging the goal. So this is where you start working with your beliefs. This is where you do the visualizing. This is where you hypnosis. Say, like, say what? Hypnosis. Yeah. Hip- yeah. <laughs> hypnosis, another tool. Um, but it's like when you, for example, I forget mm-hmm. the scientific term for it, but when I first started wearing glasses, reading glasses, I realized, oh my God, so many people wear glasses and I couldn't stop seeing glasses everywhere, right? Like my brain was filled yeah. with glasses, glasses, glasses. It's the same thing when you have a goal. You yeah. set your goal on something and your mind will get you there. Also in tandem with the universe supporting you going there. So mm-hmm. 
it's explained through psychology, it's explained through quantum physics. And um, I would say- And there's still so much mystery. So yeah, I'll just like try it. We're gonna understand the totality of it and that's okay. Cause we're- I love that you- Yeah, we're not supposed to yet. But I, I love that you touched on when you attune, you know, it's like that slug bug. When you're playing that slug bug game, you only yes. see the bugs. If you have a new car, you will only see that car. If you want a car, you'll only see that car on the freeway. It's it's interesting that you brought that up because we don't we do the same thing with how we view the world. Let's say yes. we're just only focusing on our problems. Guess what you're gonna see more of? If you're if you're worried about a certain thing and you're looking for a sign, guess what you're gonna see signs for? Because you're looking. Um, so you know, to to that end, what would happen if you just started using that power? to look for positives and to find evidence of the good and and that will only bring more of it to you. Exactly. So. And one of the questions you can ask yourself is, how are things already working out for me so perfectly? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, well, every day my heart is beating. I'm breathing. I'm making it to and from work. I've got food in the fridge. That's when you go into your gratitude, right? And you're like, whoa, my life is so great. And then that's what you believe. And then that's what you see. And then that's what you experience. Because two different people can have the same exact life circumstances, but an entirely different reality of how they're experiencing it based on what they're seeing, what they're feeling, what they're noticing, and what they're giving their attention to. And that's a part of the law of attraction. It's like, if you look to the right, you're going to see what's there. If you look to the left, you're going to see what's there. It's like, what are you looking for in your life? That's how you're Mm -hmm. going to cultivate more of it. I think we've beaten this question to death. Boom, mic drop. (laughs) Mic drop. I hope that answers the question. Give us more questions if you have any, by the way. (laughs) The next question is, how can I set myself free and live in flow? Ooh. Okay, so here's what I said, and then I'll let you go into your answer. Good question. So in my experience, and this is what I help my one-on-one coaching clients with in our sessions, is the only way to feel totally free is to have no resistance to your experience, no matter what it is, especially emotionally. So when you begin, when you be, (laughs) what am I trying to say? When you you can can begin, (laughs) when you can become comfortable in any emotional state and open your body to any emotion and let it flow through you, that's the ultimate freedom. And feeling all your feelings is the key to finding ultimate fulfillment, happiness, freedom, and peace because every single feeling that you have is an experience of your life. And in order to be free, you have to be open to everything. And in order to feel free, you have to be free of restriction. So restriction would be like, oh, I don't want to feel sad right now. I don't have time to be angry. I can only feel positive, so I can attract positive things, blah, blah, blah. These are all rules, restrictions, guidelines. Ultimate freedom is I'm going to let life happen through me. I'm going to embrace whatever comes my way. And ultimately, that's how you can handle handle your life with more grace and more ease because energy will flow through your body when you're open to it. Agree. <laughs> My biggest thing though, because I always hear this all the time is like, yeah, okay, cool. I get, I have to just release the resistance. Okay, but how? Because there's a thing that I do not 
want to look at. There's a thing that when I feel it, I shove it right back down because, mm -hmm. and, and the, the simple explanation for it is the emotion that you're feeling is coming from the part of your mind that houses emotions, which is the subconscious. And also that part of your mind is terrified that if you feel this for too long, you could die. Like that's how dramatic it is. We know that you're not going to, but <laughs> that's the fear. That's the, that's the fear. So how do you like overcome that? Um, I Exposure. would say, yeah, exactly. I Exposure would say, therapy. allow yourself to sit with it. Just sit with it. I know it's hard, dude. I know it is, but I know you can do it. Just sit with it for one minute and then sit with it for two minutes. Like I'm of the firm belief that you could do anything for one minute or even two minutes. As long as you know, there's a time limit, you could do anything. So sit with the emotion, ugly cry, write it down, you know, allow it to just kind of flow in whatever way that it wants to uh, manifest and process and integrate and release and just see what happens. And we've talked about this on the show too, Kelsey, that if you can allow yourself to just sit with it and let it go, you'll be shocked at how quickly, once it's given permission to, to be felt and to be acknowledged, how quickly it does go rather than just feeling it 50% for years, you can right. feel it at a hundred percent for one minute or two minutes or three minutes, maybe even five. Okay. I'm not going to say it's only two, <laughs> you know, if you can fully feel it in whatever way that it wants to be felt and acknowledged, like that's, that's it. That's all you have to do. Yeah. You know, that's honestly the key that I've found to freedom. And if you're like, yo, that sounds scary as <laughs> F, like, no, thank you. I want to feel free, but I don't want to do that. Then I would say, well, it's going to be hard to feel free when you're putting rules like that on your life and re like restricting your natural humanness. <laughs> yeah. Also, like get a facilitator to help you. So you feel more safe and you feel more held and more guided. Like this is what I do with my one-on-one -on -one coaching clients. So reach out if you're like, yes, I need help processing so I can live my best life and live in a state of non-resistance because that's where the magic can flow and that's where you can feel free. And also because a lot of the time, well, all the time, we make decisions because we are either trying to gain pleasure or avoid pain, right? And more often than not, we're making most of our decisions to avoid pain. Yeah. But if you can make pain your bitch and master pain, <laughs> then you actually aren't scared of it anymore. And then you have the freedom to make whatever decision you actually want to make. And you don't have to live your life out of fear or manipulation or avoidance or running from something. You can actually make empowered decisions to go for what you want because yeah. you know, even if it doesn't work out, you'll still be fine because you can handle anything. And that, my friends, is freedom. Here's the best thing that I, probably the best advice I ever got. And I think it really does apply here. So a lot of times when we talk about this, like, oh, in order to be free, you have to really look at the dark parts that you, that you have not been looking at for a long time. People get like, you can't make me, you know, there's that resistance of like, no, you know, I don't want to, I'm not ready. And, and here's what I know will help. Okay. Number one, you don't got to do anything. Nothing right. needs to happen today. Nothing needs to happen tomorrow. Just know, and this is, this is the juicy part. Just know that there will come a day where staying where you are will be so much more uncomfortable. And the feeling of halfway feeling it for years will become so much more uncomfortable. You are so cute. Than actually wanting to take that step forward. So right now, 
live in it. It's fine. You've been doing it for months, years, your whole life. You're used to it. You got this. You can do it. Nothing needs to happen today or tomorrow. Just know that eventually there will come a day where you'll be like, oh, I'm so over this. And maybe you are now, and maybe you just need a little bit longer to get there, but you're never, you're not going to be there forever. And just know that it's up to you to decide when, and nobody's going to force you to do anything. So um, for me, it was a breakup that needed to happen when I was told that, like, don't worry, eventually you're going to get so sick of it and the, the, the switch will flip and you're just never going to go back. And it was true. <laughs> and I needed to hear it because I was like, oh, so I don't have to take any action today. Okay, cool. But having that in your brain and that little seed planted, it was really all I needed. So hopefully that's all you need to know that you're going to get yourself where you need to be. Yeah. And if your intention and your goal and your genuine desire is to feel free, you'll get there one way or another. You'll get there. Yeah. (laughs) You will get there. It's happening. The process is already underway. So yeah. Just by listening to this weird tangent we just went on, it's done. It's lit up something in your body that's like, yes, this is truth. Even if I don't do anything about it today, you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. You're being activated every time you listen to this show, guys. Boom. FYI. So you're welcome for the activation. I think I'm being activated every time. We we are activated also at the same time. (laughs) Okay. This is a really cute question. It says, I'm not sure how even to start manifesting help. (laughs) Mm. Well, one, you should just go back. You've already started AO. You've been doing show. it your whole life. So there's no Ooh. starting. You have been manifesting your whole life. So it's more about yeah. like consciously creating things in your life. Choosing what to manifest. Yeah. yeah. And three, like listen to our podcast episodes. Go to my blog. I've written a million articles about how to manifest for beginners, the easy steps, how to set intentions, blah, blah, blah. Um, do, so hip- do some hypnotherapy with Lindsay. Uh, there's a million different ways to do it. I actually created a course a long time ago called Manifesting Masterclass. And it's like a really in-depth 30-day program for people who are new to the law of attraction and manifesting. And this will teach you all the basics that you need to know and all the practices so that you can start doing it more consciously and in a more fun way. So I love that. that I love that question. (laughs) I love when people like, I, I just love it. And not to, I mean, it, it's hard to remember that there are people that do not know that you're manifesting all the time. There are people out there and I get the same kind of question when it's like, what if I can't be hypnotized? It's like, you've been doing this your whole, you're an expert at going into hypnosis. Like you do it all day, every day. So it's, it's still like um, mind boggling to me that, that people still are so unaware of how freaking awesome they are. <laughs> just like, look at what you can do. Look what you've been doing. Why not right. just make it more intentional? Like, it's so fun. It's just so fun. Anyway. It's so fun. Ooh, here's a great question. So the next one is, is it possible that sometimes things get worse before they get better? Like as soon as you set Ooh. an intention. And can I, I think we've can all I, can experienced I, this. To can I go? Can I answer this one? Yes. So, please do. so yes. And I think mm-hmm. it's a good sign. Like I always, okay, I'm going to use hypnosis just probably a few more times, but this is one of them. Because when I see clients, when they first start a program, I say like, Sometimes I'll tell them, sometimes I won't, because I don't want to implant a suggestion that it's going to happen. But there's this phenomenon that happens around the third, second, third, fourth session where they're like, I have just had the crappiest week. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. I feel overwhelmed. I feel frustrated. And it doesn't happen to everyone. But when it does, I get a big old smile on my face. And I'm like, so guess what? <laughs> like, 
Yes, that is a thing that happens. It's quite common actually, because what it says to me as the hypnotherapist and the facilitator is your subconscious is really aware that you are starting to make a change. It is very, very aware of the fact that things are shifting and it's doing everything it knows how to do to keep you right back to the safety zone. I put big quotes around safety zone, right back to where you've always been because it knows that change is happening. This, this area that you're in, um, in the program is kind of the last hump, uh, generally speaking, before the subconscious is like, okay, well, all right, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I'm done fighting it. Um, and again, it doesn't happen to everybody, but when it does, I do notice that as a very good sign that your energetic body, your subconscious is recognizing that the change is happening. Um, and so when things get worse, I would say that's a really great indicator that uh, you're doing the right thing because if nothing was changing, nothing would change. Does that make sense? Like if there was nothing happening, your subconscious would be like, do do do, we're just living life, everything's normal. But the fact that like I always use the metaphor that we've basically gone up when you make a decision or you set an intention or you start doing the mindset work, what you've essentially done is went up to the attic of your brain and shook out all the sheets off all the antique furniture that have been sitting there. So the dust is in the air and the energy is like static and it's very electric. And so ish is going to happen. Um, and, it, and it can look negative on the outside or it can look very positive or probably a mixture of both. But when that happens, it just says to me that, yeah, you're on the right track. And yes, the things that you're doing are um, are creating shifts and changes on that level. Does that, is that what you're going to say? <laughs> no, I just said a lot of that's stuff. A different like angle, but I like it. So what I was going to say is I feel like a lot of times it gets worse before it gets better right after you set the intention, because a lot of times when we ask to become masterful at something or cultivate more of something, the only way to do that is to experience the opposite. So example Ooh, yeah. is like, I've been working on a book called Why the Law of Attraction Works for Some People But Not You. And um, I'd already been teaching manifesting for a long time. My life is really magical. I'm really great at manifesting. But when I started working on that book, oh crap, my mom's calling me. Mom, I'll see <laughs> <I'm> busy. <laughs> that was great. Um, what was I saying? So when I started working on this Make book, sure my phone's on silent. Okay, here we go. What <laughs> happened was a lot of shit was hitting the fan mm -hmm. because each chapter in the book is like how to troubleshoot stuff. So wow, my yeah, was giving me the opportunity of like, oh, here's how to troubleshoot if this is happening or if this is happening or if this is happening. And I had to figure it out from experience so that I could be a better teacher for it. Yeah. You know, so it's like, when you ask, oh, I want my relationship to get better or something, and right now it's really bad, it's that contrast that's giving you the experience and tuning you to be a match to the better feeling thing. So I think sometimes it gets worse before it gets better because that's mm -hmm. like the calibration phase where you're in training to become yeah. the person that you want to be that would already have the thing that you're asking for. I love that. And you know what? There's probably so many other reasons why that happens that we haven't even touched on. Right. But in our experience, those are, I would say those are the two. Um, Cause yeah, I've had that experience too, where I set an intention and then I'm like, why am I only seeing what I don't want? <laughs> why is everything happening that I don't want to happen? Um, so I think it could fall into either of those categories or both. I think it can be a mixture of both of those things. Um, good answer, Kels. I like it. Let's talk about BetterHelp real quick because we are all about helping you live your best life and we wholeheartedly believe in 
seeing a therapist if you feel called to do so, especially during these times. 2020 is hard. We are isolated. Basically, it's a big fat recipe for depression because you're not going outside. You're not being around people. You're not connecting. Um, so if you're feeling sad, anxious, unhappy, stuck, traumatized, whatever it is, um, it's always good to see a licensed professional. Obviously, Lindsay and I help in our own complementary ways, but therapy is its own thing that we love and appreciate. So BetterHelp is a really great service because you can get therapy online and you do live video sessions with your therapist. Um, I've used it before. I love it. It's available to people worldwide. So no matter where you are, you can get in touch with the therapist. Basically, they have you take a short little quiz to say like what you would like help with, what your goals are, and then they match you up with whoever specializes in that type of work. So it's really affordable. It's really awesome. Over a million people are already taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Um, So get on the bandwagon if you're feeling like therapy would be your next best step. We also are giving our listeners 10% off. So Lindsay, give them the code. I have the code. What a quinky dink. <laughs> if you guys want 10% off your first month with BetterHelp, go to betterhelp.com slash vibin. That's betterhelp.com slash V-I-B-I-N. And you guys can get 10% off your first month. Very cool. Yay. Awesome. Next question. Crushed it. Sorry. Question. Um, how do I manifest my goals and life, but as a parent, putting my needs second? You're going to make me answer this, aren't you? Well, you are the parent, so I'm <laughs> going to make you answer first, and then I'm going to give my two cents. Okay, read the question again. I just heard the word parent, and I knew I was, like, tagged Yeah, in. Here we go. So how do I manifest my goals and life, but as a parent who's putting my needs second? So well, I think first, the question is like, how can I live my best life when I have to take care of these other humans? Okay. So little disclaimer, I have three boys. Some of you know that maybe you don't. I have three boys, eight, four, and two. Um, I completely understand the feeling that you need to take care of them before you take care of yourself, but holy crap, you don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> the first thing I would say, <sighs> take care of yourself first. If I, okay, there are certain situations like in the morning, yes, I get my kids cereal before I get myself some breakfast because it keeps them quiet so I can enjoy my coffee. Still taking care of myself, okay? Um, and also serving their needs. The, f- the first thing I would say, and I really do try to teach this, and I'm so aware of how counterintuitive it is as a parent, but you have to put your needs first. You have to take a shower. You have to set aside five minutes to just sit in silence. For some parents, it looks like, going to the pantry and locking the door so that no, no kids can come in and they can just eat what they want without being bothered. Sorry. <laughs> they take everything you have. I'm just saying like, you cannot have a treat. You just can't without the, you have to hide it. So whether it means just taking five minutes to yourself or, or calling the babysitter and just reading a book in your room, like whatever that looks like. So you can have and make sure that your cup is filled. You have to do it. Now, can you still manifest if you're not doing that? Sure but you've been doing that up till now. So how's it going? (laughs) Like you can still do it. Um, But it's just going to take way more energy than it needs to. uh, And and you're going to always feel scattered, which you are going to anyway as a parent. So that's what I would say is just find ways that you can really zone in on what you need 
and, and figure out what that is so that you can have the best experience manifesting. Um, what it, what it looks like to me is I just take 30 minutes or an hour to set up in my office before I start my day. I know I'm not going to be bothered. I put on my Palo Santo. I put on my sage. I start like getting in the zone. And to me that that's, that's what it looks like to me. So for you, it might be getting up an hour earlier and, and having a morning routine that is just yours, where you can just meet your needs and set intentions and have that manifesting routine. I just think it needs to happen. I don't know. Prove me wrong, Kels. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to prove you wrong. I'm just going <laughs> to give you a little two cents here. But Fight me, Kels. Tell I me what like, you're going to say. <laughs> I feel like I'm imagining myself as a parent, right? I would like to be a parent. I'm not a parent yet. It'll happen eventually. But of course, at in moments, your kids are going to have needs that need to be met in that yes. moment right so in that sense like you can't come first all the time and I feel like I'm going to give a little bit of tough love here but like you have to know that going into parenthood right like if you feel like you're sacrificing for your kid that's I feel like that's the wrong perspective because you chose to bring them into this world like they didn't knock on your door and ask you like hey can you bring me in you were like I'm gonna do it and then you brought them in so now like it's your responsibility to like give them what they need because they can't yet right when they're little so that's my tough love spiel. Like, yeah, your needs are going to come second sometimes. And you chose that by bringing a person into the world. Two, with that being said, your needs also matter. Like Lindsay said, like you can't just use your kids as an excuse to not live your best life. Like, and you owe it to your kids to fulfill your dreams and to pursue what you want because they're going to follow your example they're going to be like, oh, my mom built that business that, that she wanted to build, or my dad ran that marathon that he wanted to run. And they're going to want to be just like you when they grow up. So you're not really doing them any favors by suppressing your dreams and desires and goals for the sake of them to take care of them when really you're just kind of setting a bad example, I feel like, if you're not going after what you want because you're teaching them to suppress and deny their desires. First of all, Yes. Louder for the people in the back. Me and my husband have this conversation a lot. You know, when we hear people, for lack of a better word, lamenting over everything that they're missing out on because they have kids. I get it. But we are also in the same page of like, yeah, you don't get to go on a week long vacation at the spur of the moment. You don't get to just like have a drug problem. <laughs> you know, maybe you do. I don't know. You don't get to do those things because you have, you're responsible for another life. Now there is such a, oh man, I'm just like, there, I'm very conscious of all the people that I'm, that were pissing off with this answer, but I love that we both have two different perspectives. One that's in the thick of parenthood right now. And one that is aspiring to be a parent and look, everyone's situation is different. I know the people listening aren't parenting the same way that I am. And I'm not parenting the same way as anyone else either, but I'm a firm believer that yes, you can make your kids a priority and also tend to your needs. You can live yes. your best life and also give them everything they need. And I love that you brought up that, look, they're following your example. Like, what are you teaching them? Um, and there's no judgment on this show, by the way. Like, we're not sitting here like you're a shitty parent because you put them <laughs> first. Like, that makes no sense. But what we are saying is there absolutely is a way for you to fill your cup and be the mom and be the parent and be the dad that they can look to and be like, that's what I'm going to do. That's how I'm going to be when I grow up, you know? 
And it's that age-old saying of like, you can't pour from an empty cup. So in that regard, you do need to make your needs a priority so that you are taken care of, so that you are in the position to take care of them. Because it's like they say on the plane, like you're supposed to put your oxygen mask first so you don't pass out so that you can help your kids and you can help the elderly. Like if you don't have energy or vitality or emotional health and well-being, how are you supposed to do anything for anybody else? Yeah. This is all supposed to come off as like, have some hope. It can work out. But I feel like we're like, stop doing it this way. No, we really, I really don't want to come off as, I completely understand the struggle. Gosh, do I understand the struggle. Um, If I'm up here doing a session or if I'm doing a podcast and I hear my kid cry for something or like yell out for help, it's so painful to not go help them (laughs) because it physically hurts me if I do, if I'm not the one that helps them. Like I I'm, I'm with you. I understand completely, but I do know that there's absolutely a way and their life is better because I'm able to have those uh, moments where I can take time for myself. I'm able to be happier. I'm able to be more fun. I'm able to set aside uh, time just for them because I've taken time for myself already. And I'm not constantly feeling spread too thin or pulled in a million different directions, which is the default setting of a parent. <laughs> pulled in a million directions. Um, It's just, it's just a matter of deciding what you need in that moment. And we had a guest on recently, Kels, that was um, very open about what I need is different every day. And I love that bit of honesty because it absolutely is. Some days I, I feel like I need to be around my family and I need to be around people. Other days I just want to be by myself. Um, Some days I want coffee. Some days I want wine. You know, you have to kind of ebb and flow with yourself and figure out what it is you need. And that's, a part of getting to know yourself anyway, which we're huge proponents of in this show. Yeah. Basically what we're saying is you also matter. So you can't just throw yourself to the wayside just because you have kids, you know, and they matter. Nobody matters more or less in this equation, but in certain instances, their needs can't be met by themselves. So you're going to have to meet their needs for them because that's your job as a parent. So that's just, you know, how it works when you have kids. I think, and I think the main question if, if I'm wrong, maybe, but I think with the question, it was more like, yes, my kids are always, I feel like my kids have to come first. How can I also right. manifest my dreams? And yeah. you know, that's it. Yeah, still giving still you- tend to them, also take time for you. And the part that's missing, I feel like in the parent's life, I don't know if it's a mom or a dad, but the thing that's missing, because that's the reason for the question is taking time for yourself, take time mm-hmm. for yourself, take time for yourself you are a priority. You have to be your number one priority. And I know that's hard to hear, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to feed your kids. It doesn't mean that you're not going to clothe them or give them their basic needs. It just means that when you do those things, you will feel better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you can better serve them. So it's a win-win, honestly. Cool. Um, Next question. How can I get over the fear of feeling like I'm not valuable or I don't have or provide value oh, that's so such an important basically question. the i'm not enough mm-hmm. story programming do you want to know what i said please okay so i'm actually going to read the answer because i think i wrote it really good here your value will only be recognized by the people who actually need what you have to offer that's what makes you valuable don't try to convince people 
just go where the people need and want to hear what you have to say. Value is subjective and in the eyes of the person in need of your skills, talents, or gifts. So what I mean is, for example, let's say I'm a psychic medium, I can channel people who have passed from the other side. That would be valuable to somebody who wants to talk to a loved one who has passed. That's not going to be valuable to someone who doesn't give a fuck about that or doesn't know any dead people. Or doesn't believe in it, yeah. Or doesn't believe in it or doesn't think it's real or doesn't care about it. So value is in the eye of the beholder and your value is going to be perceived differently based on if people need what your gifts or talents or services are. So under the predisposition, okay, let's just assume that if you have a talent, somebody needs it. Let's just assume that for a second. Mm -hmm. Now, if we can get on board with like, yeah, I'm sure people need it, but I don't think what I do is important. How do you get to that step of like, I know what I do is going to provide value to the right people. Like, where's that step? Because I think that's a huge one for a lot of people too. They're like, who the fuck am I to say this? Who cares what I have to say? You know, but we know objectively, of course, there are people that need to hear exactly what you have to say. So yeah, I think that goes back to the part where I was saying, go where the people need and want what you have to offer. Like, don't just talk about law of attraction to people who don't care about that. Then you're always going to feel like you don't matter or you're not valuable or you're not enough because no one's going to pay attention or even give a crap of what you're saying. But when people are asking you about stuff, give them an answer and they're going to find value in that. So it's like if you were young and you were an artist and you were born into a family of mathematicians who don't value art, you're going to learn from a very young age, my gifts and talents and abilities don't matter. I'm not valuable. I'm not enough. Just from your environment, because you were in an environment that didn't match your skill set. So that doesn't mean that you weren't valuable. It means that your family didn't value you because they didn't see the value in your work and your genius and your artistry because they didn't understand it or need it or appreciate it. But that doesn't take away from your value. It just makes you confused in your mind, think mm -hmm. that you're not valuable. So question, I know what you're trying to say, mm -hmm. I think. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I know you well enough to know what you're saying. It does sound like what you're saying is seek validation from the outside and you'll believe it on the inside. Okay, I can see how you would think that. And that is- <laughs> Just playing devil's push. advocate. No, 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 I get it. But that's not necessarily what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the reason why you don't feel valuable is because everyone around you hasn't needed what you had to offer. So you weren't reflected back like, oh, I'm valuable or people want to pay me for this or people want to notice me for this or whatever. So I'm explaining why you don't feel valued or valuable. Um, but to feel more valuable, you need to notice yourself how what you do is valuable and how who you are is valuable and how you do contribute to the world and how you can help others and help yourself. And you have to recognize your own genius. How? I'm really putting you to the test today. <laughs> Let's stretch like our it. brains. <laughs> I, like, I like answering these questions under pressure. Honestly, well, experience. So mm -hmm. an example yes, that's is- that's what I was going to say. For me, I am an emotional wizard. So I, 
like clients pay me a lot of money to help them through and process their emotions because I've done it a million times for myself. So I know that I'm good at that. I know that that's valuable because I've experienced the payoff firsthand. I've experienced the freedom and the fulfillment and happiness that comes from processing and healing whatever's going on inside of you. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think experience, honestly. Yeah. When I uh, work on, I'm just going to call it worthiness. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I work on this with clients, one of the first things I say is like, can you remember the last time you really felt like freaking badass, unstoppable, like you deserved it all? Sometimes they can come up with it and sometimes they can't. And if they can't, um, who do you, who can you think of that embodies this? Whatever you want to feel this, like people will listen to this person. They are completely like they own themselves. And then, you know, the quickest shortcut that I found is just doing hypnosis to like embody some of those traits and begin practicing them. Because unfortunately, some people don't even know what that feels like, but they can imagine what it would feel like. And so that's when we kind of bring in those emotions or whatever. But um, most of us have an instance or have a moment where even if we felt guilty for feeling worthy, we still felt it. Because isn't that isn't that ironic? Sometimes when you feel that like deserving, you're like, ooh, am I braggy? Am I like (laughs) becoming too like pompous and into myself, which is don't even get me started on that. But if we all have felt it at some point or another, you can remember that feeling and the body and the mind will always um, attach easier and quicker to something that that it's experienced before. Um, Yeah. And what I've found is really therapeutic. If you're having like thoughts of I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough or I'm not valuable is going back to the source of where did you learn that you weren't valuable? Where did you experience that you weren't lovable? Like what happened to you when I would... you were little that made you believe this lie? That Do you ever have true? a question that you ask somebody where you know what kind of facial expression they're going to make the second you ask it? Like I'm like, so, <laughs> so who told you you weren't worthy? And every time they go, <laughs> and they know right. immediately like right. where they learned it when it was experienced the first time. It's just one of those questions, you know? Yeah. And then when you have that understanding and perspective, you can realize, oh, that's not actually my truth. Somebody yeah. put that on me and I'm carrying it. And also aside from having truth and perspective, you can have compassion for yourself that you went through that, which is where the healing comes in. And then you can start to embody your worthiness more and be like, mm-hmm. fuck that. Like I am worthy. Like just because my mom didn't make me sandwiches at lunch and all the other kids got sandwiches, that's not a reflection of me. That's a reflection of her, you know? So that's just an example for one of my clients is why I thought of it. But yeah, (laughs) it always comes back to something in the past where you learned and concluded in your mind when you were little that you weren't valuable because of how other people were treating you or whatever. And that's not fucking true. Because if you weren't valuable, you wouldn't be here. Everything in the universe has value and has a purpose. So let's just say you're bad stuff. Right, exactly. Even perceived negative Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm Because we know that there's so many layers to every bad thing that happens. Um, But let's just assume for the sake of, I don't know, happiness, (laughs) self-fulfillment, that everything that has been programmed into you up to this point is not your responsibility. It's not your fault. It's not your responsibility. It, it, but everything going forward from this moment is absolutely a choice that you're making. And if you want to begin to make better choices, 
Um, it looks different for everybody, but get, get the support you need, look into manifesting and actually using the power you already have to be very intentional and um, start create magic in your life. But yeah, we, we always work under this, not always, but there's this weird um, obligation we feel to our negative programming. Like, well, it must be my fault. It must be something I did. It must be this, it must be that. It's almost never you. <laughs> like I would say 99.999% of the time, it has nothing to do with you. It was your child mind making connections and you can't blame yourself for that. Like there's, you would never blame a child for, and for coming up with a conclusion based on the information it was given. Right. You would be like, oh, well maybe we just need to teach it, teach this child better. And yeah. Use yeah, that. Like if a yourself. little kid is like, oh, if I was better, my parents wouldn't have divorced. Like, no, that would <sighs> never have changed anything. That's just a belief that you made because of their fucked up relationship that they couldn't figure out, or maybe it was incompatible from the start. That has nothing to do with you, sweetie. So I think we all need to collectively, I know, we all need to collectively take a moment and give our inner child a hug because, oh my God, those poor it's kids. Heavy. <laughs> it's heavy stuff. Hard to be a uh, human sometimes. <laughs> yes, it is. Be the parent that you wish you had. That's to yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. To yourself, exactly. Yes. Yeah, because what I heard you say is it's not your fault that anything bad happened to you, but if you want to live your best life and step into a more empowered life, then it's your responsibility to reparent yourself the way that you yeah. wish you would have been parented and to reprogram how you think about yourself and your life because that's going to yeah. affect it a lot, which is why Lindsay is a hypnotherapist. I'm a coach and an author and I have online courses. We help you to do these things. Obviously, we do it every week on the show, but we do it even more in depth in our work. So if you guys want to work with us, hit us up. But um, let's do one more question. Yeah? Yeah. I can't believe how long this episode is, even though I said 30 I minutes. Okay, we'll make it short. <laughs> it's the grand finale. Here we go. No, we're good, we're good. So the last question was, I've tried to manifest love before, but I struggle with patience and belief. So this could apply to anything. It doesn't have to be love. But the first thing I'm going to say to this is we have published a few podcast episodes already about manifesting love and potential partner and healthy romantic relationships. So go back into the archives and listen to those. Also, we have, we have also owned our impatience. <laughs> We've been very vocal about we struggle yes. with this too. <laughs> yes. We did struggle with this. And now we don't. So that's why you should listen to us. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, we still do sometimes. Come on. Yeah. Well, patience. Sometimes, yeah. Patience. Yeah. I yes, just yes. meant like patience in the love department. We oh, both have, like, no. Awesome relationships. So that's no, why if I'm trying to manifest something, today. I want it like yesterday. And of course. I, still I still struggle <laughs> with that. <laughs> so those are some resources for you. Also, it's normal to be impatient. Also, Go to my blog because I have a bunch of articles about how to manifest people. And I wrote one about how not to manifest a specific person because everyone's trying to do that. And I do not <laughs> condone because this witchery is wrong and it doesn't Justin work. Justin Timberlake, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> and we've talked about it on the show too. It's the episode called About Manifesting Your Ex, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And that's a whole other thing. Girl, we need to talk. <laughs> yeah, like if you're trying to do that, just please- do 
therapy with me and Lindsay and BetterHelp and everybody because yeah. we need to get your mind right about this. You can <laughs> manifest anybody. It doesn't have to be this one person that you're so obsessed with. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are the places for you to go learn more. But also, as far as the patience factor goes, not everything is meant to happen right away. Like there's a reason why some things take time and there's stuff unfolding and happening and moving around behind the scenes. Say so just because you're saying, oh, it's not happening yet doesn't actually mean it's not happening. Okay, and but you have to say it. You have to say it. Have to say what? Your phrase. My favorite thing. One of my favorite things besides don't shirt on yourself. There's another <laughs> one. Do you want it now or do you want it better? There we go. I was waiting for that to come up. It's so perfect. It's so it perfect. perfect for this. It's because a lot of times the reason why you don't have it yet is because if you did, you couldn't handle it or you couldn't hold on yeah. to it or you couldn't enjoy it or take okay. it in or Real really quick. receive it. Real quick. How many things in our lives and the listeners, please do this little exercise. Think of one thing that didn't happen in your life that you thought you wanted. Okay. I have a couple of them <laughs> that I'm like, thank God I dodged that bullet, but I still wanted it in the moment. And looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you for it not working out that way. Now, could it be that? Sure. But it could just, it could just also be like Kelsey said, like there are wheels turning that we can't even fathom. There are things happening and things being put into motion to get the best, highest version of your intention coming to you, served on a silver platter. Boom. So how about the belief part? Mm -hmm. Let's go there. So that would be, I mean, honestly, this is why I love one-on-one -on -one stuff because I would be like, okay, so what beliefs, Right. <laughs> you know, like I would get deep into it, but I'm assuming that it's just a lack of belief that it's possible for you. Right. Um, and then I would just say, look, if it's, if you've seen evidence of it happening once in history to anyone else, <laughs> then guess what? <laughs> it's possible for you too. Even if you haven't, it doesn't does mean it's help. impossible. But yeah. even to take it a step further, even if you've never seen it happen to anyone yeah. in history, it could still potentially be possible. You know, mm -hmm. Einstein had never seen anyone create a light bulb. So, um, he didn't create the light bulb. <laughs> well, whoever his name was. Actually, right when I was saying that, I was like, this is the wrong name. One of those signs, guys. You know, it was like, it wasn't even, I'm going to say Tesla because Tesla is like the OG of energy. We'll just Why say. Why do we not know this? this I mean, I do. Really it was Thomas Edison. Well, it was, you know, oh, Benjamin Edison. Franklin discovered Einstein, electricity. Edison. Can you see how I mix the two E names? So Franklin discovered electricity and then Edison created a light bulb off of a patent that he stole from someone, BT dubs. Anyway, but Tesla is actually like the one that did free energy. So like we wouldn't even need, yeah, like what the, what's his name? Tom Palladino. We had him on the show. Mm -hmm. He was talking about the free energy versus the circuit energy. Anyway, yeah. that's a whole thing. But yes, Einstein and the, and the light bulb. Okay, everyone. I just got the name mixed up, you guys. Don't throw out everything smart I ever said because of this one blonde No, comment. she's a, she's brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. It's like cancel culture. It's like, oh, I know. Wrong. Everything is wrong. <laughs> I feel like our our listeners. I keep saying readers. I feel like our listeners are beyond cancel culture. They just want to feel good. So right. So going back to the manifesting yeah. love, we covered the patience. We covered belief. And as far as the manifesting love part goes, 
it always starts with your relationship with yourself. So start there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to manifest a partner, I know Lindsay helps you with this. I help you with this in my course. Actually, my course, Radical Self Love, is like low key yeah. how to manifest your soulmate <laughs> because yeah. it's really about like healing yourself and doing self love practices, but you become the person that you want to marry. And then you attract that person too. And a lot of my students who have been through that course, it's just a self-study course. It's really easy and awesome. Um, They're like, oh, I manifested such a great relationship after I took this course because I fixed my relationship with myself. So I'll link to that in the show notes. Link to that in the show notes. But I do have one more thing to say about Mm -hmm. belief. Um, Anybody who's struggling with this belief or disbelief in what they're capable of. Write down what you believe about the intention. So if your intention is to manifest love, what do I believe about this now? And get real honest with yourself. What do I believe about this that that is holding me back? What do I believe that's incongruent with this intention? Write it down, anything. And just we're just playing the observation game, investigation. We're not, judge, we're not judging, we're not being like, well, that's stupid. So just write it down, figure it out, write down everything that falls in that category of what you believe about your intention that's holding you back. And then next to every single belief you wrote down, write instead, what do I want to believe about this? What do I want to believe? What what feels better? (laughs) What feels more expansive than this? Um, And just see what comes up. And then from there, you can either make affirmations based on that. You can start visualizing your ideal outcome like for three minutes a day um, and just kind of once you know what you believe and what you'd like to believe and how incongruent those are, you can begin doing techniques, practices, modalities to get that new belief system put into place. And that's through visualization, uh, affirmations, uh, everything Kelsey talks about, everything I talk about, all of our podcast episodes. Um, but those are the two big ones, I would say. So really get clear on what your beliefs are and where you want those beliefs to go. There's yeah, and it's actually surprisingly easy to change a belief when you're open to changing it. Because you could believe that all rich people are evil, but then you want to believe that rich people are good, or at least that there are good rich people because you want to become rich, right? So that way that belief won't stop you from becoming rich subconsciously. So then you can just start finding examples of people who are good, who are rich. And if you find four, you can change your belief. Like your brain only needs Uh four pieces of evidence to switch to the other side. So, which is crazy. And like also kind of scary now that I think about how easy you can change your belief, but you really can with some, some effort. So it needs four pieces of evidence to really grab hold of it. And 21 rep, uh, if you repeat something 21 times, it kind of creates the habit. So if you repeat an affirmation 21 times and write them down, cause it's just so much more palpable. If you write it down, do it 21 times or visualize an outcome 21 times, it's that much more solidified as a reality and as the new normal, so to speak. Um, So yeah, belief's the easy part. You can do that in your sleep. (laughs) Yes, I mean, you're doing things all the time. Now the patience thing, that's a whole other animal that you're going to have to just work with every time it comes up because it's gonna. If you're impatient now, it's just just one of those things. We live in a 3D reality where things move slower sometimes. Yeah. And like, remember that you chose to come to this dense physical existence. So sometimes Mm -hmm. things are going to take time to come to formation. And also, you wouldn't want to receive everything that you've ever wanted all at once. You want to have a steady stream of blessings and manifestations, which means they're spread out over time. Yeah. 
because otherwise you're just going to have a really fun day one day, get everything you want. And five minutes later, you're going to be like, okay, I got it. Now what? And then it's going to yeah. be crickets. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I like the, that. I like the, um, the metaphor of like ordering at a restaurant is like you put in your order with the waiter. You're not checking the kitchen every three seconds for your order. You know that it's a process and they have to, especially if you have like a complex dish or something that needs to be cooked to temperature or whatever, it's going to take longer. So use that. It helped me. I'm just saying it might help you too. (laughs) Yeah, because ultimately, and I'm going to directly channel the universe right now, when you are being so impatient and being like, where's my shit? The universe is like, really? Really? I'm fucking working on it. And you don't even know the half of what's going into orchestrating all this for you. So I'm going to need you to chill out, have a little more faith, a little more patience, a little more trust would be greatly appreciated. And when you're a little less demanding, then you can get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like when you have faith, be impatient, nobody likes that. Not even the universe. Yeah. When you have faith, you are allowing the universe to do its best work for you. It's best work for your highest good. So Yay. if that doesn't motivate you, I don't know what's gonna. It's the universe. Okay. It's the universe. <laughs> I don't even know what that's supposed to mean, but I like it. It's the universe. It's the universe. How much bigger can you get? How much more divinely supported can you get? <laughs> the universe has a lot of resources, okay? So we're just going to need you to chill out and have a little faith. <laughs> Direct quote from the What universe. is in my coffee right now? I'm like so giggly and weird. Anyway. Oh, I love it. <laughs> anyway, um, I want to invite anyone who's interested to come to my self-love retreat in 2021 because we are in Whoop. the world and it's going to be so badass and so fun and so magical. And it's basically inspired by my radical self-love online course that I was telling you guys about, but it's more in depth and obviously it's six days in paradise. So who doesn't want to learn how to love themselves on the beach? You know what I'm saying? That's true. <laughs> when is it? Yeah. February? It's January, January, potentially in May if we have to move the date for whatever COVID reason, but I doubt it because right now you can fly to and from Mexico fine from the US. So I think it should be good to go. I'm pretty excited. There's only space for 10 women. Obviously, we're keeping it small and intimate so everyone can have, you know, my energy and space holding and time together and time participating and keeping it small so we can all be healthy and safe. But yeah, come to Mexico with me. It's going to be awesome. I'll link to it in the show description. Um, and bring a friend. You know, you guys can share a room, share a bed. A little sleepover vibes. Sleepover vibes. <laughs> sleepover vibes during a pandemic. I love it. Maybe don't share a bed unless you know the person, but you know. Right. That's what the whole bring a friend thing. <laughs> or a sister or a mom. I had a mom and a daughter come last year and it was really cute and really healing for them to like love do it together. Yeah. By the way, are you like so over this pandemic? So uh, over I it. think everybody is. I mean, I feel like I'm still living my best life even through the pandemic, but yeah. I know, but it. I really want to be able to like, I just want things back to normal. I just want to be able to go to a sporting event. And I don't like sports, but I want to know <laughs> that I could if I wanted to. Oh my God. Or like go to a movie or something. I looked up flights to Virginia because that's where like half my family is. And it's like, you have to wear a mask for four and a half hours on a stuffy plane. 
I'm like, would I rather just drive for five days with three screaming children in the car <laughs> rather than wear a mask for four hours? That's- I mean, I have to wear a mask at the hair salon where I work, and that was for, like, nine hours, and that's, like, blow-drying people's hair. <sighs> you already, like, can't breathe, and you're hot and sweaty, and then you have to wear a mask the whole time. It's, it's Look, I get it. Keep people healthy. I'm with it. I'm on the same team, but it's like, come yeah, on. Yeah, we're definitely not against wearing masks. Just FYI, we wear FYI, I do. I'm, it's the I'm nice, a fan. Prettiest thing to do. So you know, my <laughs> solution was just don't leave the house, Lindsay. It's fine. You don't like leaving the house anyway. And I was like, cool, deal. But now I'm like, okay, it's been, it's been, it's been so long. I just want to go to a movie. I just want to go to dinner or something. I feel you. Ugh. Anyway, just anyway. just a little rant. Um, we love you guys. Oh. But on a higher note, oh, yeah. um, Kelsey's got a retreat. I'm booking clients for 2021. So get on my thing. What is it called? Help me. Waitlist. Waitlist. Website. Books. Yeah, something. Get on, <laughs> get on it. Find a form. Fill it out. You guys will be in line to start uh, my client load in 2021. It's going to be so awesome. I'm so excited um, to just keep doing it. But we'll see you guys next week. Do we, we have a guest next week. <gasps> Yay. It's a good one next week too. I just remembered. So excited. You guys are going to love it. Thank you for being here, subscribing, sharing the show, supporting the show, sharing on Instagram, all the great stuff that you guys do. We love you and we want you to live your best life. So that's why we hang out on the pod with you guys every week (laughs) and we do everything that we do. So yeah, join Lindsay in her hypnotherapy sessions. Join me for the retreat. It's going to be so fun and have a great week. Are we going to Patreon now? Yeah. Cool. We'll see you at the Patreon. Adios. Thanks for listening. We hope you love this episode. If you love High Vibe in it, become a part of our Patreon family. You can support the show, see the extended version of this episode, get bonus content, and access exclusive discounts. Head over to patreon.com slash highvibe to join. We have tons of perks waiting there for you, and we're always hanging out in there, so we hope to see you inside. Please feel free to share the show and help us spread the high vibes far and wide. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you feel inspired to leave a review, we always appreciate it. See you next week.